0: We can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler
1: McComas.
2: So as a guy who calls these games, I don't want to do the right thing. If you talk to Bill Hancock, and we had lots of meetings about this, they're not supposed to do the right thing. They're supposed to, their job is to put the best for teams in the playoff. Now again, it's subjective. Who you think and I think are the best four are different. And that's fine. But that's what that group is supposed to do. Not, what do we think about ratings? That's, that's bullshit. Put the f-ing best four teams in the game.
3: I, I agree that that's what they're supposed to do. But
4: there has to be a line somewhere right well i didn't really even care about kirk's take i just fascinated by him dropping an f bomb somewhere after watching him on tv after all these years like there, there's just some people out there that i don't know just hearing him drop an f bomb is just just weird and that that was that was me for kirk kirk street
2: that's bullshit
3: put the f-ing best four teams in the game
4: <laughs> he's a little bit more edgy these days i think
3: he is you think that that's part of like his publicist, and everyone had a meeting. They're like, We need you to get a little more fiery every now and then, maybe cuss a little bit, be like McAfee, be like McAfee, be like McAfee, try and steal some of his market share by uh, by throwing uh, some four letter words out there. That's funny,
4: yeah. I care less about the take, but it's it's a mess. Maybe it'll work itself out this Saturday, but I'm sure Sunday. Ratings wise for that playoff show, going to be pretty high, and there's going to be some teams that are upset. And we, we were laughing about it yesterday when, when you were out. We weren't just discussing it, we were, we were laughing about it. How many times, like before the year, you'd say, Hey, a one loss Texas conference champ. Mm-hmm. You think that they're going to be in the playoff this year, and then you combine that with a win at Alabama in the non conference, and then most people think Texas is dead in the water and not going to get in? It's, it's amazing. It's
3: crazy. It's crazy. I, you know, there, there has to be a line between finding the four best teams. I, you have to earn it to some degree, right? There there has to be a little bit of that in there. I mean, all things equal, okay, yeah, let's find the four best, but all things aren't equal. There has to be some other things that matter a little bit. you got to earn your way to some degree. But... There is, most likely, you know, there's a bunch of different ways this thing could unfold, but most likely there are going to be several fan bases that are pissed off. (laughs) yeah. Which, hey, sign me up for that, right? Give me all the controversy, especially when it doesn't have to do with us uh, being one of the pissed off teams.
4: I love this from Lost City Sooner.
3: Oh, I thought that was Happy Gilmore. (laughs) That's (laughs) bullshit. Put the
4: best
2: four teams
4: it, in the game. It does sound like when he's going on the tirade on the tee box. Or was it on the
3: on the green piece of monkey
4: bleeps <laughs> it out.
3: Uh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be wild. Luckily, we get to sit back and watch the. Uh, Luckily, watch I've gotten more and more burn.
4: pissed off at BYU as the week has gone on, and we're getting closer to Saturday. Yeah, it's like, God, guys, really, you can't hold on to a lead. Could be playing this weekend against Texas. I know. Could make it one and four, uh, or what? One and three, I guess, for uh, Sark against OU. Uh,
3: is there any more clarity on on bowl situations? Or is, is, that's just going to all have to come down to what happens in these championship games.
4: It's just, it feels like it's going to be OU and Arizona unless something crazy with Texas happens and they and they make the playoff.
3: What's what's the scenario? What's the scenario that may put us in a New Year six?
4: Well, I think Texas making the playoff. Texas would, needs yeah. to
3: win, but I, even if they don't make the playoff, is that?
4: I think very small chance that that would happen if they don't make the playoffs because okay. they're they're getting one of those um, I, I I don't know maybe maybe one of the bowl games. maybe the dude maybe the rankings change on Sunday right like for no reason even though OU didn't play but like if SMU were to beat Tulane and that looks like a better win I don't know dude it's the committee maybe the committee would say well I mean that's Oklahoma's second-best win was a conference champ, top-20 team. We thought that was enough to bump them up in front of Penn State. But if I I were to guess today, it would be OU and Arizona in the the Alamo Bowl. That's just a guess right now, though. The
3: Penn State thing is so weird. I mean, I guess they have – they beat Iowa very handily – and Iowa's about to play in the Big Ten championship game. But does anyone honestly view Iowa as a good win? <laughs> does anyone? Not. I hope not. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, depending on uh, – well, I think the committee viewed Georgia Tech as a good win for Georgia this past week. Like, so, The the things that are said after the unveiling and when they interview old Boo there, uh, some of the answers are it is unbelievable if people actually pay attention to that. Like, I know. Man,
3: there, uh, What? It is as politician-like as I've ever seen a full three- or four-minute answer where it's like, well, hang on a second. You didn't answer the question. You you talked yourself in a circle and answered your own question that wasn't relevant to the original. It's – I don't know. It's weird. That's why I'm all for the expanded playoff. You're going to still have some of this, but – the further out you get, the less argument teams have. Like when we're talking about 12 instead of four, I mean, you can can find a scenario in which you've got, you know, five, six, maybe seven teams that are right there deserving and have a strong case to be in the playoff. But in a 12 team, the further out you get, the, the more difficult it is to frame a, um, an argument to be included.
4: Next year's home schedule for OU will already be one of the best, one of the most exciting in in program history with who's coming in, the mood of the SEC. But would a home playoff game next year cement it as the greatest home <laughs> schedule in program history? I yeah. mean, to be against a good team at home, I mean, regardless of the, the pedigree of the program, I mean, in, in hosting a home playoff game you've never seen before, and it might be the greatest home schedule to some anyway. I, well, I think it's in contention. You host a home playoff game, though, next year. Buddy, that's going to be a heck of a year.
3: I, if you think about it it, it, it may almost be better financially for a program. And I, as a fan base, if you're not Georgia or Michigan – and you're not a bye team, and you're you're in the mix on that, that weekend where you're playing at home sites, right? And you yeah. got a chance to host. Like
4: at Ole Miss, they have a magical season, but they get to host another home game of that magnitude instead of just getting a bye.
3: Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. I, I see that. Because like, where we sit right now, and I know it's not going to be this way, but if you had the top 12 teams here in the, in the playoff rankings playing a 12-team playoff, uh, if you didn't have the tie-ins or whatever, I mean – it would be awesome. We wouldn't be hosting, but we'd be playing a week one on a campus site somewhere, and uh, that would be crazy. I guess Oregon maybe, would where we would be? Potentially, yeah.
4: Uh, well, we didn't talk yesterday. The OC hire was made official yesterday. And, I mean, we we've talked about it all week long. I am interested in an angle that we've explored, but now that it's official, how good of a hire was this? seeing as you're most likely going to start a sophomore quarterback next year. Like, we like the continuity for the offense as a whole. You get a play caller that's called plays before at a couple of different places. But I'm talking about, for your quarterback next year, who's going to be a first-year starter? How good was this hire? How bad was this hire? How does it look in that regard?
3: I I think it is an A-plus hire, Um for having a, a young quarterback take over because it's not a young quarterback that that these guys are unfamiliar with I mean Seth the trail has to whatever capacity he's allowed has been with the the quarterbacks and been right there with Jackson Arnold through his development over you know the last nearly calendar year. Um, they've they've developed already a good relationship. Seth has a uh, a very deep knowledge of what his strengths and weaknesses are and how they should capitalize and how they shouldn't. So uh, I I don't I honestly don't believe that you could have made a better hire for Jackson Arnold's sake. Now I guess you could say someone could eventually get there and learn that uh, about Arnold and and all those things, but there's no guessing game. There's, It's already built in. That's why this hire made the most sense.
4: So if Seth Luttrell was still the head coach at North Texas, or if he, if he was anywhere else, okay, and you got him from another school, maybe the perception of this hire to some is a little bit better, but this hire is better for Jackson Arnold, seeing that he was with the team this past year. That- well, 100%.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If If you were hiring – if Seth the Trail, you know wasn't at North Texas and then took an offensive coordinator job this last year and led some offense somewhere to from nowhere to a top ten offense and then you hired him, it wouldn't be as good of a hire as it already is right now because you know he would be bringing in an entirely new offense that is has an entirely different language but now it's it's going to be the same language that Jackson Arnold already knows the same offense that he already knows and he's going to be adding a spin to it and he has the knowledge of having you know coached him and and been you know through Jackson Arnold's journey the entire time so yeah it's i got no complaints with it and i know it's there's there's probably a portion of the fan base and maybe it's a large portion of the fan base that wanted some name, some splash from somewhere. And I don't know what that name is or where you've kind of seen people uh congregate on a name or 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 a couple of names, but
4: Willie Korn, Brendan Marion, Andy Kotelnicki, which apparently Kotelniki is uh headed to Penn State. Thank you, Text Line, for that update on that. But that's
3: I like that him broke. a lot. I I like him a lot. Um but does anyone really know Anything about Willie Korn or Brennan Marion's offenses?
4: Uh I mean outside of where they ranked this year. Yeah. Um probably not all that much. No. Right.
3: Yeah, you, you you don't. You you've probably been stat checking. You're probably not not really sure. I, I I would imagine there's probably a little bit of carryover from some of the people that are wanting the Marion. Uh, higher from UNLV, there's probably a group of people that want that, or probably the same group of people that don't want us to go up tempo anymore. And UNLV is probably the most up tempo offense in the entire it's called country. Go
4: go offense. That's yeah. about as up tempos this is. So, right there
3: you know, I I, it, it, I think that it's always easy whenever there's someone from the outside that you don't know in depth and you don't know the problems that they have or that they've gone through and what some of the weaknesses are in their offenses. And, you know, frankly, it's whenever you're hiring from, from below and I know that Lincoln Riley came from East Carolina. I get that, that, that worked out great, but, there is a bit of unknown whenever you hire from those conferences like i think some of the you're just not sure what is going to k- translate to power 5 football and now sec football you know i some of that is an unknown there can be there can be huge discrepancies in talent and you know they don't play very good players defensively and i mean I, that's one thing about us is like you can say what you want about our schedule, but you know there's you can at least point to a handful of games where you play against you know some really good college d one power five level defenses, and you can kind of check what you've done against that. You can't really do that with u n l v or with Liberty. You know, the, the gauge I got yesterday is I feel like
4: most are cool with Seth Luttrell being the play caller. And I think even most are cool with Joe John being promoted to co-OC. But if there was um, some pushback to the, to the hires yesterday, it was, what has Joe John done to deserve the co-OC title? I mean, is he, like, my thing is, I mean, his role is going to be increased in terms of game planning, Which he has done before. He did that as recently as the Alamo Bowl win over Oregon, by the way. But he's not calling plays. I guess I just don't understand what everyone is freaking out about with Joe John. He's not coaching another position. He's still coaching tight ends. He's not calling plays. So it's made out like it's this giant leap forward for Joe John. And it's a leap forward, but not as much as I think some are making it out to be.
3: I wonder. I guess I haven't seen or heard that, having missed yesterday, all right. So the gripe is why why both? Why not just Littrell as is off? I don't even think why
4: both. It's it's uh, well, I mean, there were some like why do you need two OCs or why do you need co OCs? Well, that goes on a lot. Mike and Brent were co DCs in the early two thousands, but it was more about uh, Joe John. What has Joe John done? Why did he deserve this co OC title?
3: Well, you know, Joe John, Joe John has been instrumental already in this offense. Like, Joe John is... And I know Seth has been here a year, so he's probably really well-versed, but Joe John is kind of the link between the current offense with the current verbiage that we use now, and what Seth Trail, his vision and changes he would like to make to the offense. Like, he... Joe John, I guess he he would say you would say that perhaps he's the translator or the interpreter because he's he's so well versed in the current language of of this offense. But here's the other thing: Joe John has been he's been instrumental in game planning already. When Lebby was here, he's he was not just a tight end coach, and that's all he dealt with. I mean. He was instrumental. He was a a very close, um, you know. He, without being a co offensive coordinator with Jeff Lebby, he was a co offensive coordinator with Jeff Lebby. Sure. If that makes sense, you know, if there was anyone on the staff that that Jeff would have been leaning on, it would have been Joe John. So that's the that's the link between the two. All right, quick opening timeout. See the text coming in. Keep them coming, 651-3439. We'll be back. Sound off any
0: time on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeier Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA.
1: Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information. Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's truly a family. And as it continues to grow, you can now celebrate with six opportunities every Sunday morning, starting as early as 8.30 a.m. and the final service at 3 p.m. Learn more about service times and everything going on with Pastor Adam and the church at VictoryFamily.Church. That's VictoryFamily.Church. Check out our campuses in Newcastle, Chickasha, and Shawnee. Victory Family Church. Online at VictoryFamily.Church.
2: I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Our elves are at the ready to make
4: the season bright and shiny. Don't have time to make it in? Let our elves do the work for you. We can text or email you options, then gift wrap and send them your way, or have them ready for pickup. We want this to be the merriest of times for you and your loved ones. Call us at 405-360-2515 or message us through our website or Instagram
2: and let's get started. And you might be pleasantly surprised to learn she already has a wish list at Mitchell's Jewelry.
4: Metro Ford
2: of OKC. Alright, it's Dusty Dvorak with Metro Ford of OKC. Are you ready to turn heads on the road? Look no further than Metro Ford of OKC. We've got a wide range of custom trucks to suit your style and needs. Tennessee, Roush, Rocky Ridge, Shelby. We have them all. Experience the thrill of the open road in a truck that's as unique as you are. Visit us at Metro Ford of OKC today or online and drive home in your dream custom truck. Shop where the difference is real at MetroFordofOKC.com. Did you know there's a place where you can get good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates on home and auto insurance? Yep, and that place is, ta-da, State Farm. Here's the deal. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher is your go-to agent in Norman for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop shopping around. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has you covered. Call 405-307-0500 for surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Let Chick-fil-A 12th Avenue be your holiday meal provider. They make it easy with box meals and nugget trays to fresh lemonade and tea. Don't forget the festive peppermint-flavored milkshake with the Chick-fil-A ice cream dessert with peppermint bark, whipped cream, and a cherry. You can even get a frosted peppermint coffee or peppermint iced coffee. Delivery pickup or dine-in at 12th Avenue. They have you covered. Give them a call at 405-310-3189 or use the CFA1 app. Let Chick-fil-A feed your party. 405-310-3189. And remember to eat more chicken.
5: Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe, and it's the best way to protect that legacy. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. When students struggle because they are hungry.
1: Or fall
6: behind because they lack school supplies.
5: A caring adult can make all the difference.
6: Especially someone from the community.
5: Someone who knows the students.
6: And the obstacles they might be facing.
2: At Communities in Schools, our site coordinators surround students with a community of support. To ensure that they have everything they need to engage in learning.
5: We go all in for kids. All day, every day.
2: To learn more, visit communitiesinschools.org.
4: It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman hit us up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Our conference, the SEC, I guess Commissioner Greg Sankey was answering questions from the media today. A uh, few few notes here. The SEC championship game will be in Atlanta through 2031 and possibly even 2036, so... I think we talked at one point. Hey, would they move it to Dallas at some point? Well, not in the immediate hmm. future. Yeah, through twenty thirty one, possibly through twenty thirty six. The SEC schedule reveal part, like three, at this point will be a week from next Wednesday, December thirteenth, six p.m. That's mm-hmm. when we'll find out the uh, the full schedule. There,
3: I wonder how much that uh, you know. If anything, the new contract. With the SEC championship game staying in Atlanta, you have to imagine that with Oklahoma and Texas joining that, I don't know how they do it, if it's like a bid process or whatever, but you have to imagine that they had to pony up. You
4: think Atlanta was like, well, let's make sure, because they deem themselves the college football capital of the of the world right now. It's a big deal to them. Yeah. So I'm sure keeping the SEC championship game there. Yeah, maybe so, man. Maybe sure. So. Um, by the way, speaking of the SEC, Georgia's got 29 wins right now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 18 wins away from tying the 47 game win streak. Now I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Uh, I, I. I still think OU's going to have that record now and forever. I don't think anyone's going to get there. But Georgia's 18 wins away. I'm just curious how the text line or what the text line thinks of their chances to get there. Now, they've got to play Alabama on Saturday. They're going to have to win a semifinal game and another national championship. And then next year, they get Clemson in the non-conference, neutral site. They're at Bama. They're at Texas. They're at Ole Miss. So they'd have to win the championship this year and pretty much go and win another national championship next year as well. So I know they're 18 away, but I don't, I don't think they're getting to 47 with all the tough games they have left.
3: You may be right. You worried about it? I don't know that I'm worried about it right now, but I will say this. I think at the present moment, Georgia is, uh, by a pretty large margin, the best team in the country. I won't necessarily
4: disagree with that.
3: If they were I think
4: Michigan's pretty good. I think Bama's is pretty good, but is Georgia the best team? Like, I'm not gonna fight you on that one. I
3: think Michigan's good, but I don't think Michigan's a good matchup against. I don't think it's a good matchup oh, against sure. Georgia. Yeah, uh, Georgia's offense. They have to have
4: some downfield. They have to throw the ball downfield. And
3: Georgia's and offense does that. not get the respect that it deserves. Carson Beck has had an excellent year. Um, they're far more explosive offensively than uh than Michigan is than anyone that Michigan has played, I mean I'm just looking right here. they are like the number six offense in the country um they score thirty nine right at forty points a game, put up a bunch of yards so i I think I mean, I would take them to win against anyone in the country right now, and I guess things can change before next year but I'd have to, someone's going to have to upgrade substantially. They just have a much tougher schedule next year than what they've had yeah. this year. And,
4: and now even with the week schedule, I agree with you. They look like the best team. They've handled that fine outside of all the off-field stuff that happened before the year. Right. But I just feel like they're not going to get to 47 straight with all the tough games left this year and next year. And just how difficult that is.
3: Here's the thing. It's college football, right? It. The best team doesn't always win the football game. I think that there is – I mean, I think that there's a, a reasonable chance that Alabama could beat them in the SEC championship game. I mean, I wouldn't pick it, but it's reasonable. It's reasonable that they could, uh, they could go get that W. But that's their,
4: that's their last loss, too. Georgia's last loss was to Alabama in this game two mm-hmm. years ago. i right. trying: 405, I don't think Georgia's even getting by Alabama this weekend. Tied, hitting their stride, maybe right. Well, maybe just right. just have a fourth and goal from the thirty-one yard line every time you get in the red zone. Back that's, yourself up. That's, that's their, the new
3: thing. Yes,
4: that's why well, that's Alabama's new thing. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I I I think that Alabama's got uh, Alabama this week in the SEC championship game may be the best shot that someone's going to get this year to beat them.
4: <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah. No. I, that's that's a good way to put it. No, yeah. that's that's a good way to put it. Nine one eight. No one will ever match OU's forty seven game win streak. There's too much parity these days amongst teams, and that's kind of where I'm at.
3: Well, I think there's a lot of parity starting at like number three in the country, and then moving backwards. Like y- you can make the. the I just think with the
4: with the extended playoff, it's going to be a little bit tougher. I mean, just
3: better it might games make against
4: it easier. better teams. Well, I mean, eh. I mean, you're still going to have to win more games in the postseason to make it to a championship game. That's true. Kendall says, how many OU fans will drive to Hotlanta for an SEC championship game, then pony up for potentially two college football playoff games? A ton. I don't ever worry about OU fans traveling for big football games. That's never been an issue.
3: Now, if we play in five SEC championship games in a row, you may be onto to something. But the first time Oklahoma plays in an SEC championship game in Atlanta – we will travel in huge droves down there. I was
4: telling you this before the show today because I see the app map every single day where people are listening. There's a lot of listeners out of state in Texas, naturally, California as well. But, dude, there is a, we have a ton of listeners in Georgia. Now, I don't know if all those are OU fans or they're spying on us mm-hmm. out there, Georgia fans, whoever, but OU fans are everywhere. OU fans are in the Southeast. Hell, Dan in Madison, Mississippi, he was on the field at Ole Miss um, taking photos for the Ole Miss A&M game and listening to our pregame show that day. There there are OU fans everywhere, so they'll they'll show up if there's a big football game
3: somewhere. That's right. There there is no doubt about that. And, I mean, that's the thing is – It's going to be more and more difficult to tell by using the app map who is a Sooner fan and who's... Who's listening in for for information about mm-hmm. the upcoming when games? When I see
4: Knoxville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and I see Athens, Georgia on the app map, I say, oh, be careful what you say today. Just be careful.
3: Careful, SEC football fans. Big brother's watching you right here in this
4: office. Could be Connor Stallions, for all we know. Mm-hmm. Georgia may hire him. 2-1-4. They ain't getting our record. Um, I don't think Georgia's winning this weekend. Zero. Bulldogs will lose for sure. Next year, this one for the nine oh
3: three, Not worried. So here's still, the thing, still though. Still calm about it. N- still calm about it, and I agree. But you probably, I think we've talked about this. I didn't think anyone would would get close to thirty wins in a row. And they're knocking on the door.
4: Well, they'll have thirty if yeah. they win on Saturday. The That's what will I'm be saying. Thirty,
3: and if they if they get to thirty two. They could get close, right? With next year, and I don't know exactly what their schedule next year looks like well, at this point. Well, I but, told you, I just told well, you. Well, I'm just saying, like
4: how it how it matches up and everything. Yeah, yeah.
3: the exact dates. I know where where they're going to be going, but you know, if they get if they get to 32 and win a championship this year and are undefeated, I mean, before they play one of those, like, how, what's the earliest of one of those tough games
4: uh, the, at Alabama? They released that one uh, what earlier this week. I don't remember exactly. Was Georgia at Alabama the same day at OU uh, in Tennessee? Text line, correct me on so that, that if I'm be, wrong, but I thought it was I thought it was right around there. That would
3: be what the fourth or fifth game of the season, is that right? So, I mean, if he, they,
4: here's what make, should make they'd you feel be good. Be at
3: like 36.
4: Here's what could make you feel good if you're any sort of nervous. Georgia might have to beat Alabama three more times from now until the 47 game win streak. They might have to beat Bama three more times to get there.
3: Yeah, and they're going to have to beat Oklahoma to get there, right?
4: uh, uh well, I don't. They're not on the schedule not, next oh, year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, could yeah, play yeah. them in the SEC championship game, though. Be yeah. awesome if OU could end their streak at forty uh, at forty six. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be great. Three one zero. A large number of OU fans in the Atlanta area. The OU alumni club has a pretty good number,
3: and it's going to grow. Yep. Whenever we start playing in that footprint more often.
4: Uh, Teddy and Tyler, how many did Miami get to? I know they were the most recent to go on a big streak. Well, I, USC was the most recent to to go on that big streak. I don't remember exactly. Was it thirty? Was it thirty-four? They or got something to like 30, thirty something. Yeah, wow. I feel like USC did. Wow, nice, very very nice. Hmm. We we got got to keep that streak, and you can't let you can't go into the SEC and then at school in the SEC right when you get there takes over one of your most, if not your most, um, celebrated streak that you have in program history.
3: I know. So come on, Bama.
4: We need you. Come on, Nick.
3: I'm trying to think. From 2000 to 2001, we were probably around 20 games. Was that the longest streak 13 we've had since? And 0
4: and then that Nebraska game was in late October, maybe, mid-late October. So probably 7-8 games. So 19, seven, eight games. 19 yeah, 18-19, something like that. Yeah. And that felt like forever because uh, after that game in Lincoln, it's like, dang, they haven't lost since
3: the Ole Miss game in Shreveport. Yeah, I was, that's the first time I lost a college football game. It was like, dang, I didn't know what this felt like. And it sucked, just like I imagined. Well,
4: they were probably as nice to you after that game as they were at any other time in your career up until then. Yeah. Wasn't that the thing? Uh, live them after losses. Be tough on them after wins.
3: Yeah, I think going in after we lost, I've, I think I remember being like, "Oh my God, what is it going to be like now?" Because uh, I'd only seen, I'd only seen evil, and that was after wins. So it was funny. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Our number one rolls on. Keep hitting the text line. Stay tuned.
0: Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 knippelmeyer chevrolet in blanchard usa
5: it's the season for giving thanks and dorsey jones and el reno wants to thank you by offering the nicest selection on all new 2023 buicks like the 2023 buick envisions take up to seven thousand dollars off the msrp for qualified buyers several to choose from right now at dorsey jones and el reno Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details.
6: This is Toby Rowland. Did you know that more than 80 million people depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information? A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars because when cell and internet services go down, this far-reaching free service may be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Messaging and data rates may apply.
2: We tend not to think about right now, but right now in front of us is victory over cancer. Right now, cancer research funded by the V Foundation is leading to better treatments and saving lives. When you give to the V Foundation, 100% of your donation goes directly to game-changing cancer research. Victory over cancer is there for the taking. By you. Donate at V.org. Because today's cancer research is tomorrow's victory. Don't give up. Don't ever give up.
3: Dear hero, whoever you are, you save
2: lives. I live with sickle cell and the pain and the issues that come along with sickle cell every day. I'm most grateful that people are willing to go out there and take their time,
1: their blood, and give me new life. Because of you, I'm allowed
5: to see my son grow up. Giving equals living. Give blood. Replenish the supply. Learn more at hhs.gov slash Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
6: The holidays are coming and Balfour can help you make it a crimson and cream Christmas this year. There are lots of Sooner ornaments for your tree, as well as tree skirts, stockings, Santa hats, Christmas cards, and other decorations. You can also find something for every OU fan on your list, with choices for every age. Jerry and Libby wish you the best for the holiday season, and invite you to stop in for all of your OU gear. Or you can shop online at CrimsonProud.com. Balfour of Norman, where you will find everything Sooner.
5: A special life deserves a fitting farewell. At Primrose Funeral Service, we have been compassionately serving families for over 80 years. Even if it's a long way off, when a future event is important, like a wedding or going to college, we plan for it. Planning for our own life celebration is no different. With pre-planning, Primrose can help eliminate the difficult decisions at a difficult time, because nobody should plan for a loss at the same time they're experiencing one. Contact Primrose Funeral Service at 405-321-6000 or visit online at primrosefuneralservice.com.
1: Trust and dependability can be hard to find these days. At Wade Electric, they don't just provide a service. They provide reliable expertise built on over 50 years of industry experience to put your concerns at ease. Service changes, LED upgrades, security or ambiance lighting, and backup generators. We listen to our customers and want to help you find the best possible solution for any situation you might have. Go with the name you can trust. Call Wade Electric at 405-329-1940
2: for all your electrical needs. Mike Steele here for Cabin's Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Caven's is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cabin's is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cabin's Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to Cavinsgroup.com.
4: It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Steady Layman. A lot of text to get to, a lot of good text to get to as well. Uh, But first, speaking of the SEC, how about a pre-transfer portal, pre-schedule release, top three toughest games uh, for next year? Okay. This year would have been like uh, Texas in Dallas. State. Oklahoma. Well, just what we thought before the year, uh, going into the year. We'll just say, okay. Texas uh, at OSU at BYU. Next year could be Bam at home at LSU at Ole Miss or Texas and Dallas. What do you what do you think of a way too early top three for toughest games? Bam at home, at LSU, Texas and Dallas. Y-
3: yeah. I guess I'm interested to see what happens with Tennessee. I mean at or not Tennessee, um LSU at quarterback.
4: They're going to get someone in the portal. I got to yeah, think.
3: they will. Um, but I don't think they're going to upgrade. No, um,
4: I mean, how could uh, he's? He may not win the Heisman, but if if you haven't went back and, and looked at Jaden Daniels' numbers, they're just stupid, yeah, man. They're incredible, um, like Joe Burrow esque numbers.
3: And you know they had a lot of problems on defense, but you know they they didn't lose a home game. Well, where was the Florida State game? That wasn't was that, was that was neutral, neutral side. side yeah. That was
4: in Orlando. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, I bet they. I bet they're a record at home over the past. However far you want to go back is pre-Dag. They beat good. Alabama last
4: year. Yeah, at home.
3: So I think it's got to be Bama, LSU, and Texas in whatever order. I mean, uh, it, it's hard to hard to really pick what order those are going to be in right now because, you know, us included, the rosters are going to be so different. Different between now yeah. and then. I, through recruiting and transfer portal. I mean, look at Texas. How big how big of an ad was A.D. Mitchell this year for I them? I think he's
4: been awesome. I yeah. think he's been – it feels like every time I turn on a Texas game and it's crunch time, and I know Xavier Worthy maybe gets the most attention for them, it feels like A.D. Mitchell is always making the big play for those guys. Yeah. He's he's really good.
3: Yep. A.D. Mitchell yeah. was great for them. I mean, it, and even us, before, before we lost um, – why am I drawing a blank? Andre Anthony. Andrel Anthony. You know, we, we, our number one receiver was a transfer as well. Like that could still be the case next year. And I, I personally believe in that we are going to be on the hunt for an elite running back. And I don't know, I don't know who's going to be out there or if there's going to be anyone out there, but I think that that's going to be one of the positions we target in the transfer portal. Three toughest
4: games from the 405, BAM at home at LSU, and then the uh, conference championship game. (laughs) I love that. Well, that'd be one hell of a splash into the league. Here's the thing,
3: though, man. And I know it's different because it's a rivalry game, but looks like it's kind of tough to win at Auburn, too. Oh, that's when a big name some comes weird to town. things happen at uh, at Auburn. Oh, and we're going to be going to places where weird things actually do happen, not Texas not Tech. Not Texas
4: Well, crazy things happen in Lubbock at night. Yeah, what, Tech now gets beat one. by 30 when they're a two-point dog, something well, like that? The
3: officials cheat us out of a, a, a bunch of calls, like, in, was that 04 or 05? Was it 05?
4: 05 at Tech? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah 05 at Tech.
3: So... Still I remember about that I was one. watching that in a hotel room before an NFL game, and I could not believe what I was witnessing. Yeah, well, we, if only you could
4: have seen a crystal ball and says, hey, hey, buddy, here's what 2023 uh, is going to look like. Buckle up for that. Well, I'd be even more pissed about it.
3: That year, I would not have known it, but last year, Uh, You don't have to go very far back where I knew that 2023 was going to be full of all kinds of crap from the officials.
4: Fascinating question by Sean as we talk about OU's 47-game win streak and Georgia right now at 29. Would OU fans trade Georgia at 48 for an OU title in three years? He's essentially saying, would you give up your 47-game win streak record if it meant winning a national championship in three years?
3: Hmm.
4: A lot of thinking's going to have to go into this one.
3: I would probably say yes.
4: <laughs> it's not an easy thing to get to. It's not an easy
3: thing to get to uh, because I mean that's a really cool, like little check mark to hold on to, even if it was almost eighty years ago now, right? It was a long time ago whenever that happened, but it's still something really cool to hang on to. Um, but a title right now in the playoff era, that probably to me, I would jump all over. Well, regardless of what your answer oh, is,
4: tough, I, I know. Well, regardless of what your answer is, um, you're, you're pretty passionate about it. Hell no, says the 918. Hell yes, says the uh, another texture of the 918. Hell yes on the streak versus the natty.
3: Yeah, I mean it's an interesting question, like which is better. But here's the real answer for me: I, if Georgia goes and beats it, they earned it. I, we have to, you have to go earn the championship. You don't think Miami running through the Big East in the
4: early 2000s, beating Boston College and teams like that? You don't think they would have earned it as much? Now they were awesome teams back then, but I think the point you're making is Georgia. They being in the conference that they're in, in the current structure of the sport, yeah, they will have definitely earned it. If I mean, they get it there. may
3: already be. I right, through what's about to be thirty games. I right, how many how many how many top ten teams you think they've beaten? Oh my gosh, it, well, wouldn't, take, it wouldn't be that hard to look back. I well, mean, I mean I,
4: it, what four in the playoff during that era during their. Um, they beat, uh, I don't think LSU was top 10. Maybe they're close to top 10 in the SEC championship game last year. I'll kind of tell Rough tally- draft, it could be 8 eight to 10 yeah. is, is how many top 10 teams they beat during that time.
3: Yeah, it, it's pretty impressive.
4: KW the 918, Sean just made me feel like I kissed my sister with that question. I know, it's <laughs> not. There's. Uh...
3: I don't, It's not a fun question. Well, I know it.
4: And it just makes you realize, like, God, we're really that desperate around here for a national championship if we're going to give up the 47-game win streak for it. Yeah. A, a big deal to that, and, and here's what's one of the reasons why that question is so much fun, there's a giant unknown with it. What do you do with that national championship? Because if you use that national championship and you really vault yourself to the best program in the sport, like Georgia's done recently – it's a lot easier to say yes to that, isn't it?
3: You get a lot of benefit out of winning a national championship. What do you
4: do with that title when you do get it? And LSU has notoriously done nothing with it, really. I mean, it's every four or five years where they pop up and have a really good team. Bama did something with it. Georgia's done something with it. Clemson did something with it. But that'd be a pretty big caveat there is, is it just a one-year you know, flash in the pan? Or do you assert yourself as one of the dominant, pro- one, two dominant programs after yeah. that?
3: No, nah, I. It's that. That is. That's worth a. I here's. The, I guess this is the way to look at it. The value of. The um the value of a national championship right now. Through, obviously, financially through recruiting, through transfer portal. Through like all the benefits you get from it, are worth so much more than the forty-seven game winning streak is now. Yeah,
4: I, yeah, I don't have I mean, much of an issue with that for sure.
3: But it's still a piece of. Uh, it's still a piece that you would love to have a hold of.
4: Greg, uh, Greg from Lawton, we got seven natties. There's only one forty-seven game win streak. Cannot lose that one.
3: I've got the numbers here if you'd like. How
4: many top 10 teams they beaten? I'm going to guess that it is. Dude, uh,
3: which is what's crazy. 29
4: game win streak. I bet they've won 10. They've beaten 10 top 10 teams.
3: Um, okay. The, the winning streak started because they lost to number three, Alabama. Correct. Okay. So it started December 31st, 2021.
4: House, Michigan.
3: Beat number two, Michigan. And then beat number one Alabama. So the first two games were beating the number two team in the country, then the number one team in the country. Then in 2022, they beat number 11 Oregon, number one Tennessee, number 14 LSU, number four Ohio State, number three TCU. So in 2021, they beat the number one and number two team in the country. And in 2022, they beat the number one, the number four. And the number three team in the country. And so far this year, they beat number 18, Tennessee, number nine, um, Ole Miss? Is that? Yeah, Ole Miss, uh, number 12, Missouri, and number 20, Kentucky. So over the course of 29 games, they've beaten 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 top 25 teams, and five. Top five teams. Crazy man, and a
4: lot of those big wins they've just dominated
3: too. I know. know? And what it's also interesting is like they got beat by number three Alabama, but they won every other game that year. So like their record over like the last fifty games is insane. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next.
0: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
1: The new In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with
6: each
3: patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve top-level energy, strength, endurance, and performance. She specializes in the treatment of gut health issues, hormonal health, immune system support, joint pain, fatigue, and thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At In
1: Motion, what moves you moves us.
6: It's the time for Thanksgiving, and it's time for you to feast your eyes on a new 2023 GMC from Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Feast the beast on an all-new 2023 GMC Sierra Crew Cab 1500 4x4 AT4X and take $7,000 off the MSRP. Plus, get 4.9% APR for 60 months for well-qualified buyers. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Sooner fans, the Big East Big 12 battle is coming to Norman, Oklahoma as your Sooner men's basketball team hosts the Providence Friars on Tuesday, December 5th at 6 p.m. Tickets start at only $5, so bring the whole family. You can also participate in our toy drive for the OU Children's Hospital by bringing a new unwrapped toy to the game and help us spread some holiday cheer this season. Visit Soonersports.com slash tickets to reserve your seats today. Boomer Sooner.
5: The Showplace Theater is the best
1: place for live music
4: And with some of the best acts around Like Pete Davidson, December 3rd
1: I had a rolling school bag for four years I looked like I was waiting for a flight
4: for like four years
2: Lee Bryce, December 15th Ron White, December 30th I don't have a high school diploma I'm smart, but you can't prove it on paper (laughs) And Midland, December 31st Ruvwin, the Metro's best best casino experience
5: this holiday season, remember that local businesses make our community unique and our economy thrive. When you shop local, it creates more jobs and you are supporting businesses that donate more to charities than non-local owners. Let's let our Norman and more business neighbors know we appreciate them by showing up and supporting those businesses that give back to our community. Be sure to visit Cayman's, Cadoodles, Signature Pool and Patio, MAVE, Correct Techniques, and JR's Barbecue Supply Co. Shop smart and shop local this holiday season.
2: Hello? Uh, I'm a Marine. No matter how you served... My, My buddies from the Army are all gone now. I'm really alone. No matter what you're going through...
5: I keep getting calls about the bills, and I'm trying to get a job. I feel so stuck. We are here for you. If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988. Then press 1 to reach the veteran's crisis line.
2: We all make choices about alcohol kids make choices whether to drink or not.
1: Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Ann, remind me about that party again.
2: And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov
6: Hey, Sooners. Did you know you can invest in a highly diversified venture capital fund without using any cash? All you have to do is shift some money from your IRA. I'm OU alum James Spann, founder of Boyd Street Ventures, and we'd be happy to show you how. When you invest in a BSV fund, you're investing in under-the-radar, Oklahoma-connected companies that could deliver above-the-crowd returns. Check us out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd.
5: My daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabnoid tumor on the spine. They sent us straight to St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not gonna give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful they saved my baby's life. Finding cures saving children. Learn more at StJude.org.
4: Caven's Group free to the sour of the rush if you have an emergency 24 hours a day give Caven's a call. They specialize in fire water mold remediation and crime scene cleanup. That's Caven's Group at 405-573-3048. 405-573-3048. Uh, portal entries for OU will monitor that for sure. Jason uh Llewellyn is uh in the uh in the portal. Not much of a surprise there. That one that one happened yeah. today.
3: Yeah. Um, I, you know,
4: tight ends, definitely a position to need in the portal. And, um,
3: I hate to say it, man, but I got to get better. I think there's maybe going to be in, in, let me just first say, I don't know anything. I haven't talked to anyone. I haven't talked to coaches. I haven't talked to any players about it. This is just a, a hunch that I have kind of watching what's happening out there we may have some guys enter the portal that you would never expect. And not necessarily – they may not necessarily leave. It may just see what happens. Like some of the numbers that you're hearing, like the what we heard from Matt Rule, one, one and a half, two million dollars for a quarterback right now. Some teams have guys – uh, what do you say? Six million dollar players on their team. Eights. I think you said eights,
4: eight, right? I think he was talking about Nico at Tennessee, maybe.
3: There, there's so much money being thrown around, right? And these these players have all kinds of people in their ear. You just you you never know who might jump in just to test the market, see what's happening, and you don't get any great numbers out there. Okay, you just come back, but. I, I don't, I don't think know. you're
4: starting quarter I mean we're, you're talking about quarterbacks here and there's other position yeah. groups that make a lot of money as well. quarterbacks you know making the most. I don't think your starting quarterback is going to do that. Well, hang on a second. I'm talking about Jackson what okay'm so talking about yeah next now the year other started. one the other one that's that's a different story
3: i i my opinion is that Dylan Gabriel does not go to the NFL and goes to the transfer portal.
4: he could make just as much money next I mean I if those numbers more. are real and why i mean i I fully believe. Matt rules numbers to be real, and those are those numbers too, man. Like those are for probably some guys that maybe are journeymen in this sport that haven't accomplished near as much as Dylan Gabriel. Dylan man. Gabriel, if he enters the portal in an Oregon, a, a USC, a Washington, there's some teams out there that really need a quarterback.
3: Dude will get paid. Well, here's the it other will. thing. You know, I I know quarterback. In the NFL, it's not a, a position that you you see get critically injured a bunch, especially at the backup spot, which I think is is likely what Dylan Gabriel is going to be. But you know, if he goes and gets drafted in the seventh round or is an undrafted guy, which I think is is on the table perhaps, and he gets injured, guess what? It's it, done, man. It's done. I'm done. You get injured with a nil deal. I- it may be done, but it's a lot. You're getting. You're, it. you're getting. There you go. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of the rush coming up next. Keep hitting the text line.